Now the final category. Here are the ten nominees for Best Motion Picture of the Year. Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise, Christopher McQuarrie, David Ellison, and Jerry Bruckheimer, producers. All right, Luke, you want to start it? You want me to start it? Sure. You're starting? I guess. You want me to start it? Yeah, let's start it. We're out of the habit here. I, I forgot which episode it was, but I, you know, I told you how I went back and started binging a bunch of old episodes, and there's one that you started, and I made a comment about, like, why, why don't you start? Like, you know, yeah, you, you do great, <laughs> or some, something. You know, yeah, right. good, why not? Now, now all the pressure on me. Uh, hello, welcome to Original Remake. I'm Mike, that's Peter, who says I'm great. And soon you're <laughs> going to find out that I'm great when you <laughs> finish this episode, hopefully. On yeah. What are we talking about, Peter? We are talking about Top Gun Maverick came out 2022 here. I actually was wondering if you were going to give us um what are those names that they have the uh flight flight names or like code names? Uh, call signs call signs have. call signs I feel there's no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought you were going to maybe do that. I did notice in the run up to uh, Top Gun that some of the uh which this got surprisingly good reviews from the critics. This is not something I expected to earn critical acclaim uh, that the critics when they were sort of tagging their like IMAX screenings uh, that each critic, I guess had been assigned like a, a handle, like, which I'm sure oh. it was just like a random name generator. Um, I'm sure I could find one for us. So at some point when Peter starts doing all the talking, I'll, I'll try to mute myself and find a random <laughs> top gun generator for you. Yeah. Uh, let me start. Let me start off by saying, um, there is an episode of Top Gun on this feed, and it was an episode that I don't think you could make because I seem to remember the guests lamenting that you were not present. And I was like, well, sorry, you just have to deal with me in- instead. And it was for Top Gun and Days of Thunder. Uh, I think the guest was Jason Michael of the uh, Atlantic Screen Connection, Canadian uh, podcaster. And because at the time uh, there was rumors of a Top Gun sequel, but uh, it started back when Tony Scott was alive and then uh, he passed and they sort of put it aside. Uh, so this has been going on for over a decade where Tom Cruise might do another one. And I guess we just got tired of waiting on original remakes. We did an episode on Top Gun and Days of Thunder, which they're they're fairly kind of similar as far as that, I guess, that need for speed with with Tom Cruise uh, and the rival, rivalry that he would have with, you know, other other men doing, I guess, dangerous uh, vehicular uh, combat of sorts. I'm not a really big NASCAR guy, so um, it was not an episode <laughs> that I particularly enjoyed, mainly because you weren't there, Peter. Uh, but that's a long way of saying that I'm not the world's biggest Top Gun fan. I've seen it, I guess, a couple times in my life, and I thought eh, that was okay. But I was not someone that was demanding or waiting for a sequel to Top Gun. And then I watched it, and I love Top Gun Maverick. And I feel like a lot of people were responding to it in a similar way. Like it's something they didn't expect to enjoy as much as they did. And now it's like the return of the summer movie. Did you have a similar experience with Maverick? Uh, yes, I had the exact same experience, actually. Um, oh, no. It's going to so, be bad podcasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So immediately we're going to lose like all of the listeners when they're like, hey, a new original remake. They, they what now uh, about Top Gun? Um, yeah, I probably have um, also seen it a couple times uh, it, in its entirety my uh, whole life i feel the first time was probably in my teens and then i feel the second time was maybe in my i don't know late 20s or something like that 
So it's been a long time since I've seen the entire movie. I know the song. I could not sit here and tell you the beats of one that is Top Gun. I um, I can tell you that I very much am a fan of the uh, beach volleyball scene. I mean, that's that's a ton yes. of fun. I, I, you know? As am I. Unfortunately, yeah. this is not well. Fortunately, uh, <laughs> this is not a video podcast. But I launched uh, my Zoom background is a combination, which will be the show artwork for this this episode of the two great beach scenes, just shirtless men uh, enjoying themselves and. I have Glenn Perkins, I believe, from Everybody Wants Some, uh, as opposed to Miles Teller. Did I make the right choice going with basically the new Val Kilmer part in this version over Miles Teller? I I would say so. I would say so. And then I the get, other side, of course, is Tom. I, I can't go against course. Tom Cruise. So l- lucky Glenn for... Powell. I'm sorry, I'm correcting myself. Glenn Powell is his name. I'm, I'm just lost oh, in his Tom, pecs. Yes, Powell. Glenn Powell, I like not him. Perkins. Mm-hmm. I, I, do, I do like him. Um yeah, no, the uh, l- lucky for our listeners, um, I mean, this is d- d- being done over Zoom, so the video will be available, which we will not upload because that's not what we do, but uh, screenshots, <laughs> you know, we can, definitely, <laughs> we can do, we can definitely screenshot, you know, this and use it to post, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, for whatever reason, Top Gun was just not one that I grew up watching. We never owned it, I, I think. Um, you know, many of us that have that story, like, oh, yeah, I grew up with that movie. I think Top Gun was just, you know, I never really saw it on TV. It was not on HBO or, you know, things like that. So I just, it just missed me, you know. And I think I went back and watched it in my teens because uh, I remember one summer we were driving around California and like on the radio, um, Take My Breath Away came on. And my stepsister, she was like, oh, I love this song. This is from Top Gun. And I think, like, sometime shortly after, we probably would go rent it just because she had fond memories of, like, watching that movie. And I just, I didn't remember anything um, about it. And even some of the quotes, it just sounded weird to me because it's not something that I really heard a lot of people quote. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I have the need, the need for speed. Like, I know it's a thing now. And, but, like, I... I never heard people saying that, you know, like growing up, I, I played Need for Speed, you know, and maybe that was from, from the movie. So yeah, I just, I was never really around people that loved this movie and talked about it. And, and so going into Maverick, I was like, well, you know, one thing I can always count on Tom Cruise, because he's pretty bankable, you know, is probably going to be fun and, you know, enjoyable. Like we, I feel we've done a lot of Tom Cruise movies on our feed. We you know? did one from this director, Joseph uh, Kaczynski. We did uh, Oblivion. That's right. Was on this yep. feed. And I can't remember what the, I mean, that mm-hmm. was not a direct remake. Uh, oh, that was another, uh, Edge of Tomorrow? Maybe. And so it was like a Tom Cruise sci-fi episode is what we could did. Could be. Could yeah. be. Um, yeah. Since we do some that are a little outside the box, it's really hard to remember whether or not we, we do it. And it's funny. I, I feel like I've listened to this one particular episode at least three times where uh, I forget which episode it is, but the, the thing we keep referencing is like, wait, we didn't do let it in or let the right one in. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I've heard that. And apparently never will. <laughs> I guess not. At this point, we just, we shouldn't do it. Um, but yeah, so I, so I went into watching Maverick. I feel the week after it came out at, at no, no, it was, was it Thursday night? It was the night before. Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm, 
losing all types of uh, the, the timeline here. You know, I, I, again, 2020 really screwed up everything. It eliminated two days of the week and added 12 hours to each day. But uh, already a few people had already seen Maverick. And they're like, oh, oh, my God, it's amazing. It's really good. Everyone go watch it, right? So, and, and you hear a lot of that when a good movie comes out. So at least going, I'm like, all right, well, people enjoyed it. I will too. But holy shit, coming out of that, I was like, man, that's a good-ass movie. You know, so I, I immediately went to Twitter and I immediately, you know, went to Facebook. And I was like, you know, in the past decade or so, there's been many great movies uh, that I, I can sit here and list like, oh, I'm, this movie I loved and this movie. But the theater, the movie theater going experience, the go, movie theater, the movie going, the movie theater going experience that I had with Maverick, I, I don't remember the last time I experienced that. You know, just the that adrenaline a lot. rush. I've, I've seen that reaction amongst like people I know or people I just know online, um, and maybe maybe it is COVID related. Like you mm-hmm. know, because obviously movie theaters open back up post vaccines. Like uh, Fast and Furious came out last summer. But and uh, the uh, A Quiet Place too. So you had some bigger movies, but I, I guess it just hasn't felt that way. And maybe where this one is nostalgic, it's something from the mid '80s. And as you already said, it's something that these two people on this podcast that you're listening to, we're movie guys. You host a podcast that primarily focuses on films from the '80s, and it's something that we didn't cherish necessarily, but you couldn't escape it from a pop culture sense. Like I'm aware of. Iceman and, and Maverick and some of the music and all, all of that. And so I think this film succeeded in that. I don't know. I get, maybe it's just a general vibe, uh, but it, it gave people, it feels like for me, at least like nostalgia for something that I wasn't even really that enthusiastic about uh, maybe just some sort of return to normalcy or something. Uh, it's a big, obviously movie star and like a summer spectacle, uh, which is different from, what we get now with like the uh the marvel movies which is you know it's sort of i mean especially with disney plus the marvel movies is like one long television series where you're seeing like another episode in that and this feels very throwbacky because it's just a big spectacle yeah. where you you watch this one story you're not tied into something else you don't have to really catch up like i didn't re-watch uh top gun i'm a bad podcaster i did not <laughs> this because i didn't want to feel like i'm doing homework for this i just wanted to see something that looked cool tom cruise is insane he's doing all these stunts he wants to be in a real fucking fighter plane he wants to be up there he wants you to feel it uh i did splurge a little bit i did not tell my wife about this peter but we, she had other stuff that she was trying to do with her girlfriends. And I said, the only request I have for this Saturday is I want to watch Top Gun. But she couldn't give me a time on when she was going to go hang out, you know, by the pool or go drink with her girlfriend. So I bought tickets at 930 in the morning on Saturday because I'm like, well, you're not going to be hanging out with them that early. So she wasn't too happy about that, about me dragging her to a movie at 930 in the morning. I also, uh, I'm sure you have it, you know, big city Portland guy. But our theaters, especially over the last couple of years um, here in Lexington, Kentucky, have done a lot of renovations because they're trying to like they don't expect as many people to be in the theaters. So they're trying to like soup up the seats and expand the screens and all this. And of course, they're going to charge more to fewer people. Um, But they had just opened for Top Gun two new screens that had um, rows in these theaters. Yes, exactly. The D box thing. And I'm like, you know. When I saw that, I thought, how stupid. I'm not going to spend 
20, 25 bucks to see like a nine thirty showing of, of a movie just to have it like vibrate and shake me around. But it's Memorial Day weekend. I love Tom Cruise. I'm like, this is going to be the one to do it. Like, I'm not going to do it for Dr. Strange, but I'll do it for Top Gun. I didn't tell her that because I didn't want her to like look at the ticket stubs and say, you idiot. Like, <laughs> you're spending this much on Top Gun <laughs> at nine o'clock in the morning. I had a lot of fun with it, man. It was it was awesome. Like, it was just, I mean, it's, you know, let's not go too crazy. I didn't feel like I was there with Tom Cruise, but it helped for this for this type of summer spectacle um it was just enjoyable it just was in, like overall like it was it flew by the, the movie i mean i didn't really feel the runtime at all and usually with like these action movies the fast and furious to marvel movies or whatever they sag they feel they're two and a half hours long 245 and eventually you're just like okay this is getting heavy i feel it not this one at all i enjoyed the cast i enjoyed the shit talking miles teller glenn glenn powell i'll get your name right eventually uh john ham is i guess like the sort of 80s um would you say like the like sergeant or the like the cop like usually like an lethal weapon series where someone's like he's just there to badger our movie star about how reckless they are and how heroic they are i enjoyed all of it i enjoyed all and you know and jennifer connelly too i enjoyed her as well i i, I bet you did um looking pretty good not, Jen. looking good yeah not first name basis you know she's not not just a chestine um yeah, uh, you know, a, not a lot to unpack there because you're you're definitely. I mean, that's one hundred percent. I'm too enthusiastic. You're used yeah. to be being so negative, and so I'm coming in very happy <laughs> with this. Right. Yeah, we're 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 both very happy. It's a very enjoyable movie. It's a uh, clocks in at what like two ten, um, and you're right. I didn't feel the length. And if you're asking me, like, oh well, what didn't you like about the movie? You're actually forcing me to come up with something because mm-hmm. there was nothing. But if you put a gun to my head, you know, like maybe the faceless enemy, you know, I was just kind of like, well, I mean, I, I know th- how this is going to end. Like, th- they're going to get through this. But that, I mean, they did surprise me because there was a few times, you know, I, Miles Teller's going to die, right? No, it's Tom Cruise, right? So <laughs> so they, they kind of got me at some point. They go, oh, are they going to do it? Are they going to kill Tom Cruise in this movie? So I did wonder. So so they got me with those. But, but if you had to bet, the faceless, hmm? obviously, we know at this point. But I, I agree with you. The movie is kind of framing it like, is this like, is it Ma- Maverick's last Raw? Is he passing on to the new generation? Or, you know, will he make the same mistake? And, you know, where Miles Teller is playing uh, the son of Goose, is history going to repeat itself? And they, they're kind of setting it up. Like, it's where it's going to be. It's going to be either war with them. Um, in the back of my mind, I was like, there's no way Tom Cruise lets himself get killed. I was like, Miles Teller is a fucking goner. Like, like if it has to be one of them. And I love Miles Teller. I, I feel like I'm one of the few on the internet. He's like one of the, I guess, most like punchable faces in like Hollywood actors. Like literally, I think he did get punched in Hawaii <laughs> during his like COVID vacation. Uh, I mean, he's got the dirty porn stash. You know, he's got a very punchable face, very cocky. Yeah. Um, however, I felt like, he had kind of graduated don't you think i feel like you know five years ago he would have played the glenn powell cocky shit role and said he's the more sympathetic one uh i was yeah. impressed that he didn't get the normal miles teller part necessarily and, and i'm not asking anybody to go and, and watch this but i mean he was he was the friend in footloose you know so he, he was a nice guy there too actually so you keep like threatening me with a good time there. Cause you know, I love miles Teller and you've brought up <laughs> footloose and I always say, Oh, miles Teller's in it. I'll watch it. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll watch. Well, the there remake. you go. You, I mean, I know you just sent me a whole list of uh, movies that we could potentially do for the rest of the year. Trash but them all off. Trash it. It's worthless. <laughs> it's a worthless. 
text message now. <laughs> Just footloose. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, no, he was he was really good. I I really enjoyed the writing. The funny thing is, like, I'm not familiar. I mean, you just I, I did go over the filmography of the director, and uh, there was definitely some movies that I have seen. But you know, this was like a love letter to Top Gun as well, and for the fans of it. And I think it's very interesting that the, the both of us went into this movie with really no ties to the movie. Yeah, we really enjoyed it, and what Maverick really did actually made me interested in going back to watch that just to see any of those Easter eggs and things like that to see like how much of an aha did they add, you know, a little wink and a nod to the fans. Um, Cause those are usually appreciated. Like I, I love those, um, you know, in Cobra Kai, you know, it's a show that I, I, I review there. Uh, so heard I love, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I really enjoy all those nods and winks and, um, it just shows that like, Hey, the filmmakers, they were fans as well. And so the funny thing is like, I, I was kind of wondering, like, is this going to be like uh, self-referential? Is it going to be a parody of itself at all? But no, I, I think, you know, Tom Cruise was like, yeah, you, you probably had a lot of input into it. And I felt that they tried to kind of establish the, the tone a little bit early on with the Ed Harris character, you know, with um, Tom Cruise kind of going ab- ab- above, uh, over his head in in this project, and you know the whole deal with the Mach Nine and Mach Ten or whatever that you know that I had me on the edge of my seat. I I knew like I don't think there was too many surprises. You know, like it's kind of like okay, I I I know he's gonna get through this. It's it's too early on for him to fail. Uh, but it would have been funny if he did fail, and that's how he ended up at Top Gun as kind of a punishment. But he wants to be there, right? So I don't know. But you know, I the 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 point where. Uh, Ed Harris is like demanding answers and Tom Cruise just starts like speaking in like broken communication. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, we're going to have some fun with this. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the, like the, 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 the new blood as well. Like I'm not remembering many of their names. Like fanboy was one that stuck out uh, Phoenix because my son's name is Phoenix. Uh, I liked them and I could have used a little bit more of them, but yeah, no, I know. I, I liked everything that, that we uh, got with that. Uh, Val Kilmer, uh, that, that, was, that was sad. Like, I don't, I don't know if it was necessary to kill off his character. I mean, we, we got an explanation, you know, for his condition. But, I mean, I, I, don't, I think people would have been fine if there was a sequel that mm. you know we didn't get Iceman back like we get it you know like I I, I didn't think it was this because like when Val Kilmer passes like I, I don't for those that love that actor like that's gonna be hard you know for us to watch that that scene you know um I think it frames the Maverick character as uh even more sort of a relic of the past um I know they, they try to use it as a plot device with the John Hamm character he says like you don't have uh, Iceman protecting you anymore because in, in the Top Gun mythos, Val Kilmer has gone on to a very distinguished, successful career, whereas Tom Cruise is, I guess, stagnant. You know, he's still hot shot pilot, but never really moved forward. And they, they, it's a bit much because, you know, um, we did uh, an episode on uh, one of my podcast, uh, Sober Cinema, where we're doing uh, the movies of 1992. And so one that we got to was Far and Away. Uh, which the anniversary was just uh, actually the same, I think the same weekend as Top Gun. I think it was like a Memorial Day weekend type thing. Okay. And Tom Cruise is playing a poor Irish immigrant. And I made the point to my co-host 
uh Hiro, a mutual friend uh between us uh that it's not often that you see tom cruise like play a loser like the probably the biggest loser he ever played is jerry Maguire because for, for most of the movie he's getting the shit kicked out of him now eventually he succeeds he gets the girl uh he, he gets you know his uh player uh keep getting junior all the money in the world he gets you know more clients and he's stable but that all happens like I mean, we we actually did a podcast on that movie, Peter, uh, together. Yes. That's one of the first ones we did. Uh, that all happens within the what, like the last ten minutes of the movie, and for the rest yeah. of the runtime, it's him just getting. He loses his job. He loses his fiance. Uh, people say he sucks. Uh, you have like children like start cursing at him. I felt like that's the closest we've ever had a long continuous film of Tom Cruise the loser, and. You know, you never really buy it. John Hamm can say it that he's like he sucks over and over, but the film the film doesn't even really want you to believe it. The film just wants you to just, no, he's got the right answers. And you're talking about the new blood he's bringing in. Uh, I liked that there wasn't too much pushback from them. Like when he he shows them, all right, here's how you do this. Like John Hamm, Don Draper says it can't be done. I'm going to show you. I like seeing their enthusiasm. They're just watching like a little blip on the screen. It's like we're watching. We're all Princess Leia watching like Luke and his X-Wing go to the Death Star. We're just watching that little blip move. I enjoyed that for all the shit talking and they call him old uh, and they throw him out of a bar when they first meet him. (laughs) They all like want to see him succeed. Like they all get sort of revved up for this because they all have that shared passion for what they're doing. So uh, as much as they think he's a cocky old man who doesn't know what he's talking about, uh, they can set that aside. And I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. The one complaint coming out of it, you know, I, I said that my wife would not like, she didn't like the, the showtime and she thought it was stupid, the seats. And then she ended up coming around because she also really enjoyed the movie and she enjoyed the D-Box seats, all of that. I think she was more impressed that they were heated seats necessarily than they moved around, but whatever. The one criticism she had was she felt like they leaned a little too heavily in trying to make John Hamm, you, you mentioned the faceless villain as far as they're on the mission they're going to that for the most most of the film they have to make john ham the villain and she's like you know eventually doesn't this guy just have confidence that tom cruise is going to get the shit done like yeah he may be a pain in the ass but if you have a mission like stop complaining and just let the man work like stop basically negging him to the point where you're like this won't work i've got a better plan and my better plan is i'm gonna send miles teller off to die that's that's my, that's my plan. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I kind of get that. No, I, I absolutely do. But, uh, you know, 10 years in the, uh, in the army, I've seen people like that. Like, I, I buy John Hale. You know, like, he was so good. I go, you know, we could really use a new show with uh, John Hamm again. You know, it, I, I think we really miss uh, seeing him because he's just, God, he was amazing in, in, in that movie. Um, I think his character even made me, I appreciate Maverick even more and kind of root for him towards the end even more too. Just as um, Tom Cruise drew it up. That's the plan yeah. right there. Appreciate yeah, you and know what, more. What the, like, the writing and, and the filming, like it was so good. And again, having only really seen the movie in its entirety, maybe twice, the scene that really got me early on, and maybe because I'm a dad, but it's right after Tom Cruise gets, you know, thrown out, literally. <laughs> I was actually waiting for him to be like be thrown like off, you know, like uh, into the waters, like, you know, walk the plank kind of thing. Uh, I was like, oh, they literally just picked him up and tossed him. Okay. But 
yeah, uh, Miles Hel- Miles Hel- Teller plays Great Balls of Fire. Did they get that flashback? And like I remember that scene, but I didn't remember the boy being there. I'm like, oh shit, that's supposed to be him right there. And so like that really got me. And I think at least twice I had to do the thing where I'm looking around, all right. As long as nobody sees me in the peripheral, I had to hurry up and wipe the tears off my face because it was coming down so bad. But yeah. But you weren't you were not in D box seats being thrown around as you tried to to wipe the this, this is correct, but I was close enough that I felt the vibrations and, and uh-huh. I was like I was like, you know what? That might be a hack right there. Just get like, you know, the first row or two right after, you know. And so I think, uh, I think you might be okay. I'm gonna have to try that next time. Get like, the, shout out the- to my wife. She noticed because we, uh, in the entire row, there were just two seats that were not sold. That were right next to us. We were on one end, and then there were two seats, you know, closer to the middle. And uh, the the light was a different color. So she she made the assumption that they actually locked the seats. So if, if there's not a ticket sold for it, that they don't unlock it because those didn't move. Like they, it didn't change lights. So, oh no, I'm talking about the regular seats just right in front. Yeah, you won't be like spinning around and stuff, just but at least to, you'll get the vibrations. Try, I'm helps. trying to save the uh, the theaters from going under, Peter, by not having you rip them off. By <laughs> well, you know, what, you, you mentioned like, experience. You mentioned how like fast whichever came out last year, nine, I think it was. And you know, so. yeah, we have we literally have a lot of movie theaters here that surprisingly I, I, I feel still continues to do well because if there's a showing uh, that isn't convenient to me nearby, I can find another theater not too far away that's like, okay, that's going to be closer to me, uh, in terms of the time that I want, and I'll go there. But every viewing that I have gone, we still have like, I think my showing had maybe 20, 30 people. You know, but I think we probably had four screens at that particular theater as well. So I never have gone to a packed theater in a really long time, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm very uh, kind of really choosy with the movies nowadays, obviously, like so little time to watch them with the podcasting and the kids and, and all that. But like, I, I will, I, I don't know if I will, but I would go watch Maverick again, like soon in the movie theater. Like I had such a blast and i haven't had that in so long and you know yeah maybe because there hasn't been like 50 sequel you know prequels or you know other movies leading up to it i, I think there's something about that but you know, overall just a well-written well-acted everybody was great yeah I, my my favorite character if i haven't said it already bob <laughs> i like bob yeah he's, yeah um not got a good uh, call sign i did so to bring it back to how we started i typed in top gun uh name generator and it it auto filled it to like call signs and took me to uh, a site uh top gun day um and so i have them the call sign generator um so i'll just start with uh mine i'm not a fan of and i feel like i don't know if there's some like cookies following me around the internet because i just just on trilogy in theory released an episode on 1978's the deer hunter which I did not really care for. Uh, and mine is Lieutenant Michael Deer Hunter Deniston. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, is this website? <laughs> no, that just released a podcast. I don't even like that movie. So I, and I also don't hunt. So um, not a fan of mine. I don't know how you're going to feel about yours, your call sign. Um, maybe our fans would agree with it because we <laughs> don't release episodes that often. Yours is shocker. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. I also think that that's a uh, 
I think that's a, a crude uh, sex act as well. So I don't think either one of us won anything here. I mean, or, or we can go with the movie Shocker. That's kind of cool. Isn't that like a, I don't know if it was Wes Craven or John Carpenter, maybe, or it, maybe even neither of those guys. I mean, I was about to say it's got to be better than Deer Hunter, but Deer Hunter <laughs> won an Oscar for Best Picture. I'm just in the minority in that I'm like, I don't really dig this movie at all. Um, okay. Yeah, I was about know. to say, I was like, I thought that was like, uh, I had all these accolades or something. Yeah. Like it yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, maybe I'll, I'll just try a different site and get the name that I want. But <laughs> Well, so, you know, since, since you're not familiar with the show Cobra Kai, in the latest season, uh, Johnny, he actually says, like, you can't call yourself Maverick. So there's actually some Top Gun references. Mm. And it, uh, how timely is that? Uh, even though it was filmed early, early 2021. And, uh, yeah, it just came out a few months ago. So, uh, so you know, like one of my uh, moderators, shout out to Mike Key, he actually tweeted out, and I saw it on Facebook too. He's like, you know, uh, he was like referencing Johnny. He's like, yeah, you, he can call himself Maverick now, you know, and I agree with that sentiment, you know, like, I just, I just, I just ran it again. Uh, because yes. on that note of trying to come up with your own <laughs> nicknames, one that you, right. you know, you want to be called. Uh, your second one is Badger. Do you like Shocker or Badger better? Uh, probably Badger. You know, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, Badger hangs out with Skinny Pete. You know, I'm a big fan of Breaking Bad, BRBA. So nice. Okay. I'll go, I'll, I'll go with Badger. And I much prefer my second one. I don't, there's not even a first one anymore, Deer Hunter. That's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> mine was Victory. That's my second. There you go. Of, of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this site I, also has access to my microphone, so it heard me complaining, and they're like, "Okay, give him something he wants, just whatever." <laughs> Victory. There we go. I, I now I'm kind of curious to, to, to hear if you actually, uh, you know, did you click it just one more time, or did you click it until you saw Victory? It said it. I you like know what? One. In the edit, I'm a, I'll leave the keyboard and mouse click <laughs> so that they can hear. Okay. Yeah, there <laughs> there's you go. only two more times, so one for each of us. Well, actually, uh, when when uh, it, it's at baseball, when we are recording via phone, it does not separate the tracks. So only on the computer w- would it do that. So, uh, so yeah, we, yeah, we'll we'll hear the clicks regardless. Um, yeah, I, I I don't, you know, I mean, how did you feel about the the Penny relationship? Um, I mean, I had read, you know, some articles because this was filmed in 2018 and it was originally supposed to come out in 2019. And they, you know, Tom Cruise and uh, Joseph Kaczynski, I guess, you know, being, uh, you know, uh, collaborators on previous work, uh, really willing to sell the sort of aerial uh, combat and the training sequences. Uh, they end up doing some reshoots. And so, the, you know, they made the mistake at the time to push this to 2020 so it was originally supposed to be summer 2019 pre-covid they're like no we'll come out next summer and you know then the long delay set in as a lot of movies and shows that that happened for everything in the entertainment industry so at the time i'm reading kelly mcgillis is not coming back as a love interest and you know unfortunately um for her it was just sort of a means uh for people to be (laughs) i guess just pretty cruel um and say whoa she didn't she didn't age well, or she didn't age like Tom Cruise, but I actually liked her response to that, where she was like, you know, I'm in my late 50s or 60s. She's like, I look like how <laughs> like a person approaching senior citizenship should look. Uh, so basically, shut up, get off, get off my lawn. 
as a you know burgeoning grouchy old man approaching you know those years uh, looking forward to those years i enjoy that uh sort of reaction to the internet of uh, shut your face uh, i'm no longer an actor so the only problem you have with it if you're looking at it from this continuity perspective and as i said i didn't go back and watch the other top gun uh there's implied history with the penny character with right. tom cruise uh, you know, you mentioned that sequence where um, the the great balls of fire uh, and how they interspliced it with Tom Cruise's young man. I think I think that was meant to to sort of hit the audience too, especially if you're a fan and you're around for the 1986 film of like, damn, you know, uh, time is passing. Like, you know, our you know friends that you've lost, anything, family members. Um, I didn't mind it. I felt like with Tom Cruise and uh, Jennifer Connelly, just in particular, I feel like she has like chemistry with pretty much anyone um and it didn't feel forced to me maybe it's forced because it's a quasi new character into this mythology if you will right uh, but i felt like if you had told me if i'd never seen the original and you told me yeah jennifer Connolly was in that even though she probably would have been far too young wasn't she still playing like high school kids like you know i feel like she's yeah. been in the late 80s yeah, early 90s probably right because i feel I, I believe she was also in higher learning and I feel she was probably in her late twenties or maybe already thirties by then. I only no, know, I just know right. the GIF. I just know the GIF of her on the, like the, the horse and like the, like the grocery store or whatever. There's a lot of jiggling going on and she looks very young. Oh, there. oh I, I don't know the film. Like I said, I know the GIF. So. Well, what's a, uh... What was 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 jiggling exactly? Uh, you know their hairs kind the, of oh. flowing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the hair was bouncy. Hair. Um, but all perhaps. that being said, you could you could have convinced me that uh, if I didn't know she wasn't in the original, that would have been like, oh yeah, she must have been because they just they just seem to have a natural kind of rapport and chemistry. Yeah. I like the bar introduction scene where he's she's ringing the bell and she's getting him to like, you know, up his tab. Uh, I, I enjoyed all of that. And she doesn't, it doesn't feel forced. I don't feel like they, there's not an obvious sort of meat cuteness to it. Did you feel right. that way? Like I felt, it felt very relaxed. It, it really did. And uh, again, like um, I, you know, I, I wish I had the credit up so that way I could kind of, well, maybe you do the, the, the writer. I, I think there's two writers, but I just thought it was really uh, well-written. Like you, if you if you told me these were the same guys who wrote the first movie, I, I'd believe you. And maybe it was. I, I I don't know that. But the the one thing I guess to, to, to kind of, you know, this is one of the topic of the the penny character. The the one thing that I felt a little unbelievable is when um, he sees that she owns the place now, and it, I I felt like maybe it wasn't implied, but I had some weird feeling that it's been like a really long time since they saw each other. But then he mentions, like, what's it been, like, three years? I'm like, man, there's people I haven't seen in three years where I'm not like, dude, it's been so long, you know? Like, that's, <laughs> I, I don't know. What, what, what did you, how do you feel about three years? Like, they just made it seem like it was supposed to be longer than it actually was. It, it was, was like, just, 13 uh, years, you know? He's trying to let our listeners know, uh, here's the reason why. Uh, don't expect new episodes with any sort of frequency because – the man's schedule is just booked three years just goes by like, like that. It's like, that's, that's 30 seconds to him. So um, I would, I'll come in at a different way, Peter. I'll say that um, if it's been three years since I've uh, been around Jennifer Conley, 
uh, it's going to feel like uh, three decades. That's that's three years as uh, as as purgatory for me. So, um, okay, I could see sure. I could see that three years being a long three years if you're separated from her. But but then again, I, I guess if it's any longer than that, then like her daughter, you know, wouldn't remember, you know, Pete Mitchell. Um, yeah, she's got to have like an idea of who this cat is, right? Basically. Yeah, and you know they they set it up with the whole like, oh, where's your dad? He's you know why? What his wife? You know, so you know, yeah. So three, I don't, I don't know, three, three years still kind of. It, it could have been maybe five, and but but the girl, she was like a teenager. I don't know. Uh, again, now I'm just trying to find something that maybe I had a problem that, with. That is a really positive review. If you're getting into the nitty gritty on the amount of years of separation from Jennifer Conley. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was just happy that she was there. Peter. Oh, I'm just um, happy she's around. So the one thing that I did call uh, in terms of like predictability was um, uh, Hangman coming to save the day. I got you to. Know, uh, got he, to. He, he was already sitting in the, in the cockpit. Like he was ready to go. Plane. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. he was just sitting there. <laughs> so. You know, so when he showed up, I was like, "Well, I, I knew he would get saved." It, it was just a, a matter of like when, when would it actually happen. So and it's the character that's, knew that's it a, too. Yeah, that yeah, that right. guy is so cocky. He knew, like, yeah, of course, that's my role <laughs> is to yeah. to save Tom Cruise and Miles Teller's lives. And usually, you would hate a guy like that. And I'm sure there are people that did not like that character. I loved him, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. I, mm-hmm. and, and and I don't remember Iceman from the first movie well enough to make the comparison i know that's like the same character that he's playing but i i couldn't sit here and tell you which one i thought was better so i think i will have to go revisit top gun just for uh, comparison's sake from memory val kilmer and tom cruise have uh i think it, it's more direct chemistry as as being like antagonists to each other and then bros um i, I mean it's not weak, it's man. not like it's not the fault of miles teller but like really like other than that brief sequence where uh this this character hangman brings up uh the fact that uh rooster is maybe uh, too conservative because of his father's death uh other than that you don't really see them ever get as heated at least from memory i felt like tom cruise and val kilmer were far more competitive seeming but it was more central to the plot whereas here it's mainly a, a matter of this uh, Miles Teller, I guess, is ever going to like, you know, as Tom Cruise says, trust his instincts if he's ever going to, you know, be as, as reckless as Cruise wants him to be. Um, but I, I love um, Glenn Powell because he's in two of my favorite movies of the last five, six years. Everybody wants some, the baseball movie uh, from Richard Linklater. Uh, it's just dudes hanging out um, the first weekend of, of college of uh, baseball team and set it up with uh tay diggs and lucy Liu and lee thompson's daughter who uh zoe deutsch oh yeah uh, she is yeah she yeah. is in everybody wants some and then set it up as the uh the romantic pairing with uh mr pal and I, I set it up as you know how i feel about rom-coms is like the last great rom-com to me set it up the netflix movie love love that movie i i uh i need to watch both of those um i feel I feel like Glenn Powell, and this is the only movie I know him from. I feel like he's going to be what like Bradley Cooper was, 
you know, when you see Bradley Cooper for the first time in uh, Wedding Crashers, you're like, who's this dick? The jerk. <laughs> yeah. 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 And turns out to be like this um, amazing person and actor and director who, uh, and, and again, I went back and listened to our uh, Star is Born because uh, I love that movie. And uh, yeah. I, Boy, I feel... did we love the 1976 version too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Christopherson. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what, what kind of, uh, you know, what, what other you know avenues uh mr glenn powell may, may have for himself but uh yeah he definitely has some charm in, in his own way I, I think for what he was directed as for that character i think he played it to a t um he was uh directed very much like his main focus uh my buddy who who loved this uh, i was i was kind of imploring him because he was like is it worth seeing i was like dude i was like go see it go see it this holiday weekend make a point to see it and he, he had a, a blast with it uh, he sent me a bit of trivia, I guess, an interview with uh, Glenn Powell, uh, who was uh, his, his main focus in the role was he knew that there would be like a beach sequence. And he's not, you know, he's a smaller guy. And at least in the two films I've cited, he was not some physical specimen. And even in the baseball movie, uh, you know, he, he's not he's not photographed as some sort of elite athlete. He's basically just trying to pick up chicks and drink a lot of beer. Um and set it up he's just taking abuse from tay diggs and lucy lou <laughs> for the most part um but he was he was like oh shit this is an action movie like i'm not used to doing this so i know top gun i know that i know my history i know my cinema i have to get absolutely like ripped uh for the shirtless scene and so um he talked to the director and he's like so i mean are you know am i wasting my time are we are we gonna be doing this and mr Kaczynski was like oh oh yes oh he's <laughs> like you better have your body in tip-top shape because it's going to be immortalized in gif form he's like your body will be a gif so just keep that in mind he wasn't even telling them like you're going to be on this giant screen uh, at the theaters he was saying that this will live as like a response gif in infamy so <laughs> you know get your shit together and you know sure enough like I, I just went on my phone like during that conversation with my buddy and just <laughs> typed in top gun maverick and it's one of the top gifs that'll pull up on there is it's miles teller all oiled up and glenn powell you know doing the, the sort of screaming and you know victory doing my call sound call sign he's, he's shouting out to me like as he's you know well what, what was that uh dog fight football never heard of this i think this was totally made up right yeah oh man so good um I, I guess you know I I, I had forgotten you know because we kept on referring him uh, to him as Miles Teller, but yeah, Rooster. I wasn't a big fan of that. Like I get it. There's no Badger. Song. No Badger. Yeah, that's it, a, it's, that's a it's definitely not a Badger. He could have been Badger. I would have been okay with that. I, I saw you know Rooster was like I, I get it. You know you're trying to be your dad, but Jesus mm. Christ, like let's, why don't you just be Goose? Fuck it, just take Goose. You know, like at that point. Unlike Goose, Goose, I don't know. Um, uh, I believe I do believe in the original uh, beach sequence. I don't think that uh, uh, the original uh, Goose was shirtless. I think he kept his shirt on in that sequence. You you could be right, but like we're still on that. I'm talking about the name now, you know. But you you want to honor your dad? Go by Goose. I mean, I I think he's uh, I I agree with you. It's a little too uh, close. As far as the the chosen call sign, but a rooster is I, I actually I don't know anything about birds. I just assume a rooster is more cocky and arrogant. Y- yes, but also that's what I hear about Miles Teller himself. You know, so I mean, <laughs> not not cocky, but 
you know, a bit, a bit of an a-hole. So it's funny, like we've like really shined up uh Glenn Powell so much. We actually sound like the character. We're just giving Miles Teller shit. Like, what's with your name? What's your name? Like you, you, you know what? I think there's something to it when he's your background on video here. <laughs> I, I As feel, I'm sitting here talking with you, I'm actually covering up Tom Cruise and the way I'm you sitting. You are, so. and, and I appreciate that. Thank you. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with old Tom Cruise. I mean, young Tom Cruise, like, you know, 80s Tom Cruise. But also, like, it's been a long time since you and I have recorded, and, and I feel like I've been watching Glenn Powell more than I have you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you took your shirt off, too, there might be some competition. I don't know. That will be a show art. For this, that, for this podcast, make, make um, that an NFT. I don't know if I'm uh, in GIF shape, Peter. I'm not ready to be immortalized by the trolls uh, online. Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Original remake NFTs is being glim pal shirtless together. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's time for uh, for an update. You know, uh, mm-hmm. of the old logo. You know, it'll be uh, Hangman and Iceman. I mean, by the time we record another episode, maybe I'll have you know six months to a year to get uh, ready to get in that sort of beach body shape. But it, I would need I would need a head start. I would, we would need to announce it now and then come back for summer 2023. Well, there we go. So we'll see. All right. Well, a great conversation about Maverick. Does does it make you want to go back and revisit Top Gun at all? sort of but uh, honestly i think i would probably watch maverick again before i'd go back and watch the original like if it i, I don't want it to be but if maverick um I, i'm looking at the this or the wiki page right now and it, it says clearly that it will eventually be on paramount plus but it's not going to be like soon like you know most of them it's like a month later or like a month and a half and i think the power of tom cruise said no you're not putting this on streaming service a month later he wants a nice long theatrical run if it were though and so I had both squares on my Apple TV. I'd probably click Maverick again before I go back to the original. I just had such fun with it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that to a certain extent, but like, I don't have the, I don't have a lot of time to go to the theater. So I, I, I may end up watching the OG movie before I, I go see Maverick again, but also to what you're saying about streaming, like it's gotta be on a big screen. And like, if you have a big TV, great, but, you're definitely doing yourself a disservice disservice if you're watching it like on your phone. So definitely go check it out if you guys, for some weird reason, is listening to this and haven't seen Maverick yet. Yeah, um, and I don't think I can talk my wife into uh, standing behind me and tilting my seat or the the couch to <laughs> like in the theater. That may be a bridge too far. It's free. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll try to sell her on that. Uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a blast uh, seeing it, blast uh, catching up with you, Peter, and we'll do this again soon. Yes, soon-ish. yes. Soonish, absolutely. Sooner than whenever the last time we put out this uh, episode on original remake. That's my so, excuse for not being in shape, is we're going to have an episode so soon that I don't have time for it. Not at the very least, may- maybe we'll throw up a, uh, I think we still have some Home Alone episodes that haven't gone up, uh, uh, a Matrix episode as well, so some things to think about yeah so that, yeah. that yeah, way there's we, something if, if we get lazy enough is what you're saying we can feed them a christmas episode in july christmas in july. <laughs> yeah yeah why not <laughs> uh thank you for sticking with us and we'll be back with uh something uh soon all right how, how do pi- how pilots sign out i mean they're usually just hand signs right so 
<laughs> yeah uh you know just imagine uh peter and myself just embracing in a bro hug That's the sure i was gonna do like a salute so we're saluting all right mm-hmm. adios people to victory Bad, badger Mike. out victory deniston <laughs> and if you'd like to hear more of myself and pete you can check out the original remake feed there's over a hundred episodes for your viewing pleasure especially if you like to not only watch the same movie essentially over again but listen to two guys then repeat what you just watched twice in podcast form Yeah.